but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. You know this tone. I'm trying to think if I've heard it before. It's that hanging with wolves, with little Dirk. You play that at the Bedford game? Uh, that I don't play. No, you don't play no hanging with wolves, huh? But, you know, Bedford girls and boys team, they like some wolves up there in that uh, the the glove because they are really – is it the mitten? The mitten. Up in the mitten because they are 10-1, and one, you guys, and were they 12-0, and 0, the women or girls? Uh, girls are now 13-0. 13-0 because I know when they beat us last weekend, they were 11-0. and 0, and then I know Actually, that, you know what? They'd be 14-0 and 0 now because they, oh, they played three games? Well, after, after they beat you guys, they're twelve and zero. Mm-hmm. They're thirteen and zero after beating Lenaway Christian on Monday. You know, mm-hmm. Really low scoring game. Well, all their games are low scoring. <laughs> who else did they beat after that? And then they beat Monroe on Friday night. Oh, that's right. They they really pounded Monroe. Was that a boy girl du- doubleheader kind of gender equity? Yes. They were yes, doing that was. up there. Oh yeah, it was a it was a fun night. Isn't yeah. Monroe your rival? They they are, but I, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Oh, I don't. Uh-oh. There's no, there's really no bad blood between, uh, between the basketball programs. There's actually a lot of mutual respect. But it's like a good, clean rivalry. Yeah, it it's is. not like Uncle Shea Shea versus the whole Memphis Grizzlies team. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that at all. I mean, there's a lot because the thing is, I've got. I mean, especially on my side, I've had family members that have went to Monroe and have played there. Mm-hmm. There and I know I know a lot of their I know a lot of their basketball players. Mm. And they they real they look up to me. Mm. Hey, there's a lot of respect there, like a father figure. <laughs> yeah, if you want to put it that way, like Mike, you do for Michael Villini, which I heard he's probably one of the greatest uh, Detroit sports talk radio hosts ever. That was on Justin Spiro. Yeah, um, but go ahead and talk a little Michigan basketball, bro. As you were hanging with wolves with that little Dirk. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll start with uh, the girls' game. The girls ended up winning uh, fifty to twenty. I mean, the bet, of course, it wasn't that close. The bad thing was for Monroe. Sophia Bustle, their point guard, went down with an injury, didn't return. You, you never like to see that happen. No, you never do want to see that happen. And I here you go, here you go, Frank. There you go. This <laughs> Michigan high school basketball weekend. By the way, I saw a Bedford alum the other day. Oh yeah, Tyler Krupp. Oh, he was over at the Cluck Cluck. Oh, serving up the Lord's chicken. chicken. That's right. He, well, he wasn't actually serving up the the Lord's chicken. He was actually disposing of the Lord's waste <laughs> as he was taking out the garbage. And I seen. I was like, "What's up, Tyler?" Because he was by the you know when you go past the, oh. um, after you order your food and everything like that. Okay, that's the one thing that kind of sucks about coming over here to the the student union. You can't get the Lord's Chicken after a good show. Yeah, which figure that I had to promote the Lord's Chicken at our concession stand. Really? Yeah, because we had Chick Fil A sandwiches. By the way, we did too. You. By the way, the good thing here, Frank. 
went to our game. Give us a recap of what you thought. Bedford versus Whitmer. I thought I thought it was a very good game between two very well-coached teams. Okay, that's, that, now I didn't pay Frank to say that now. but oh, I mean, I, th- I thought with, Whitmer's girls team, they're they're good. I mean, Jay, no Jay Schaup, I thought she... I remember calling her name a few times last year when they came to the corral. That's right. At least you not pronounced her name correctly. Every time they call her Shoop, it's Shout. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Nicole Kennard, I thought she she played really well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was, I mean, I think you... I'm not really sure what, uh, what like, your sectional or district is going to look like, but I think... It's, uh, a, it's a super district, almost. There's two districts, but uh, that the, the draw is next week, actually. And ooh. We go by the Martin RPI. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. We're seventh right now in the district. We have one of the seventh hardest schedules in the state. Okay. But so we're right now we're seventh. We got a game tonight actually at, over at Northview. Okay. Yeah, we Yeah, we only we our girls ended up only beating Northview by like eight points. Mm-hmm. So. At the corral. Yeah. Actually, were you on the mic for that one? Yes, I, I was. Heard you, we, I was doing the scout for Northview. I kept hearing your voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I announced to uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens, especially for for Whitmer's girls. I think uh, they could they could possibly be a team that goes on a run. Well, we beat Fremont. Um, by the way, was number ten team in the state. Oh, okay. And, so and they were they were fifteen and one when they came on over to the the Whitmer Fieldhouse at the Panther Pit. Yeah, and uh, they left with an L. Yeah. So. It- but I mean, again, playing tough schedules definitely helps you. Yes, we have no. We are non-conference. We are zero and eight. Yeah. But we've played teams that are all either first place in their league or they're defending district champion. So don't stop. Don't play the cream puffs. Yeah, I mean for for Bedford, I mean on our boys said, I mean our our out of conference schedule. I mean there's been there's been some good good teams we've played, but then there's also at the end where we've got a couple of teams that are. Not yeah, good. stop playing Chick Fil A Tech, you know. Or well, Bread it's High. at the end, end of the season. It's at the end of the season, but the, that's fine. But I understand. Even, and even though there was some in season too that weren't very good, but the thing is, the SEC red is a murderer's row. That's why it's red because all you see is blood. I heard. Yeah, because you got because I mean we've show you got to go against the Ann Arbor Hurons, the Pioneers. Mm-hmm. Is that on both on boys and girls side? Well. Boys, it's really tough. Girls, it's I, I think it's kind of shifted a little bit mm-hmm. because Bedford and then obviously Celine have been the top two there. Dexter won the red last year on the girls' side, mm-hmm. but they appear to be down a little bit because they got smacked when they came to the corral. Do mm, a corral in that ass whooping, huh? <laughs> yeah, they. Was like, and then Pioneer was pretty good last year. Here, Bedford's already beaten them on the girls' side. Mm-hmm. I fun fact. Um, fact, I u- I usually never get to do the girls' games when the boys are on the road on the same night. But yeah. since our our game at Pioneer got moved to February second, mm-hmm. and the girls will be playing on February third, mm-hmm. I'll actually be able to be on the mic for that one. Nice. So you do a lot of things at Bedford. You're on the mic. You're the the coach, the manager. You do the stats. You do the social media. What don't you do over there? Uh, Stats I don't really do so much now. I just usually let, I think, uh, Mike Hand, our mm-hmm. assistant coach for JV, does stats during varsity games on the iPad, and then I just grab them afterwards. Okay, okay. That's right. He's got the iPad. We're still on that pen and paper over yeah. there at Whitmer. Yeah. So, and then, of course, getting to the boys' game last night. Mm-hmm. 
Tonight I had a feel. I had a feeling. You know, this is gonna be somewhat. This is gonna be somewhat close. Cause look, I knew Monroe wasn't had only two wins coming in, but I I had seen them play a couple of times, and I thought, you know, what, they're better than what their record shows. Mm-hmm. And I had talked to uh, uh, Mitch Sweat, Gabe's dad, mm-hmm. and he said, yeah, we're we've been we've been clo- in some close games. I mean, they had they played Ipsy Lincoln tough, and there's some other games they played tough in as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I said, you know, it's a rivalry game. They're going to be coming at us with their best shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ended up being somewhat close the first half. Okay. I mean, obviously, the he- the headline of the night was Carson Banky, our freshman point guard. I mean, I've I've talked, I've mentioned him on the show a few times, and he the whole time I'm thinking, you know, what he's going to have a breakout game. So just not it's not if he's going to. It's when's it going to happen? We got to get adjusted to varsity. Oh yeah, and and of course. Uh, Early on, I'm th- I wasn't sure it was going to happen because he picked up two fouls in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Or had to sit, so Jimmy Fackelman, our backup point guard, or he had to come in. And mm-hmm. but of course, Jimmy's a senior. He's been in the. He knows our offense. He knows our plays. And he basically just kind of he held, he did his job, hold the fort down, hound for us. And of course, obviously, everyone thinks, "Oh, you're gonna be doing your score with Andrew Hollinger, mm-hmm. Simon, Amy, Tommy Huss inside." Man, I just and, I wish I could have had Andrew for AAU basketball. I asked him. I I knew he was gonna have a great season. Man, great great player, and I heard a great kid as well. And to, and to, and to Monroe's credit, they they did everything they could to keep Andrew in check. He only mm-hmm. ended up with 13 points and nine rebounds, which is only what, only only okay. Yeah, so uh, I, mean, I know I, it's below his averages, but only is pretty good. A lot of high school kids would want that nightly. Yeah, so I mean they're so once we had Carson back in the game, they hey he just started he was hitting his shots. Mm-hmm. He ended up hitting four three pointers on the night and he had hit six all year. Mm-hmm. Here and he he finished with twenty one points. Well, it's uh it's uh, four rebounds, three assists and a steal. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even turn the ball over. What? Never no turnovers. You and sure? Then, Absolutely. No, no jump balls. You got tied up. And, nope. And, and, okay. You know, that counts as a turnover. If you get a jump ball and it goes to the other team, that's considered a turnover in the stats. No, he did He did not turn the ball nice. over. That I mean, is, that's that's heady. That's heavy. I mean, I think that that was something that I was most impressed with, too, because he, I mean, he had, had moments where he'd turn it over, but you know what? We realized, hey, he's a freshman. He's mm-hmm. going to he's gonna get better Her at it and... Now he ends up having his big game. Maybe I told him, I said, hey, I told you it was going to happen, and it ain't going to be the last time it does. Oh, that's right. That's, put, put that confidence in that kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he ended up having his – so he had his moment in the sun, so i got to give him a shout-out. And, of course, Zach, that, that was the halfway point of the season for us. Mm-hmm. And us getting 10 wins, that basically matches our total from our first two seasons. Dang, really? Yeah. So I think we got ten wins right now. Yes, we and have. You only, and you only had ten the last two seasons. Yeah, put together. Wow. What was your record the first year? Uh, we only had six wins our first year. And last year four. Yeah. So you dipped last year. Yeah, because we had because even because I mean, for our first year or second year we we lo- we lost a couple we lost a couple of good seniors from our first year. This is nine the one point Brandon Nye, I mean, he was who, pretty good. Yeah, he, he's currently at Oakland University for baseball, mm-hmm. and then obviously Tyler. Tyler, yep, you did lose Tyler. 
there. And then last year we we only start we only started one we we only started one senior and that was Preston Menard. He had to run he had to run point for us and I mean he he tried. He 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 is a tryhard guy. I mean, if, I'm not gonna I'm not knocking him for his effort. He gave it. He gave it all. He did all he could every night. He play. He busted his ass. But the thing is, he just was. In the league you playing is rough. Yeah, you, you got I've seen some of the players in your league, and they got some pretty good guys that can get up and down that court as the point guards. So he he had his hands full night in and night out. Was, oh yeah. Um, Preston. I thought Preston was a senior this year, but he is a senior. He was a senior last year. Yeah, he's great. He's graduated, mm-hmm. dude. What's he doing now? Um. I really don't know what he's up to. I've I've seen him a couple of times at girls games because his younger sister Brooklyn is on the JV girls team. Mm-hmm. Team, so hopefully, and of course, uh, his dad Jason still shows up to games. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice to see them. So, are the how are the boys taking it? Like you guys got as many wins the last, and Hollinger was part of those teams. Yeah, are they surprised? I know you guys have been hitting that weight room. They showed the highlights. You guys are kind of chiseled. Well. I think I think also it's it's guys that we've kind of had guys who have been in our system for a few years mm-hmm. years and plus we've had to instill a culture say you're you if you you got you got to play hard all the time mm-hmm. there's no there's no gimmies in the SEC red and I think that's what people don't fail to realize when you're trying to rebuild a program it starts with culture first I think a lot of people think it's X's and O's and getting the players in there but you got to kind of set your standards first. oh yeah once you set the culture then you go out and get the players because a lot of times what tries to happen and, it, and it's tough you know you when you get you know a pile of doo-doo or or I wouldn't say a pile of doo-doo but when you get a program that's been neglected you know, and you're trying to implement your system or your implement your culture. You're going to have people that are going to kind of buck the system, so to speak. They're going to try to go against it, and you probably had to have that painful thing where players probably quit or players said, "I'm not coming out." And yeah, you know, as in high school, I'll tell you this because I'm part of the coaching world. You know, when players don't come out, that's a bad sign. Some administrators look at that as a bad thing. Like, well, how come players don't want to play? What are you doing over here? You know. But sometimes when you're trying to change that culture, sometimes there's just certain players or kids that just aren't right fit. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's nothing against the them. Right. For what's the biggest thing you've noticed that's different? Uh, I, I think it's just that. Guys are actually guys are have really bought into playing hard, and especially on the defensive side, too. With Hubbard? Yeah, with, with Mark Hubbard, who is our, our, def- our defensive wizard. Because I wasn't... Didn't you have you didn't really have a good JV team the last couple of years, did you? Well, our well, I think for our first year, our JV team was just kind of eh. So, well, that's because you had to pull up the better talent on the varsity because the varsity well, wasn't that great. Well, and then well, and then last year it was kind of a mixed bag because we had five freshmen on the JV team, and then and of course our saw our freshman class our first year that was. It was pretty much full of try-hard guys, but I mean, I just remember her, her Jordan Bullen saying uh, to our freshman coach at the time, Mike Shashevsky could coach this team, and they probably wouldn't win too much. There just wasn't talent there. We right, it, it, it happens. I mean, yeah, I tell I mean, people the, yeah. all the time, the coach is only as good as their talent. That's why I, I get upset, yeah. because people judge coaches by results and wins and losses, and I get it. We do that on here on this show from time to time. I've been a little more compassionate to coaches, but at the end of the day, if you don't have the talent, you're not going to get out the wins. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It was just that... 
there's times where you're going to have that one class where you don't have much there. And right. Really, from that from that freshman team, I think I think we had there was maybe like maybe nine kids we had on the team, and since then we've only got two who are currently on varsity. And they're, I mean, they're, that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's not their sport, and they go on to move on to other sports and stuff like I mean, that. They've got, and don't get me wrong, they've got, they have good attitudes. Uh, Jesse Damon, Eli Elder, I've never, I don't have, I've never seen them uh, complain about anything. When they get in, they they play hard, mm-hmm. hard, hard. Everybody loves them, mm-hmm. and they're they're good guys. But you know what? And you got to judge coaching. Like oh, yeah. Jordan's doing a pretty good job, obviously. You know, once he gets the talent, and you start getting the wins. But I think sometimes, and I and I was talking to someone about this, like Ed Heinchel. You know, I I worked under him, and he um, has 700 wins. And sometimes even Trisha Trisha Cullop, you know, I was part of that women's program over, over 10 years ago. Actually, it's been a, 12 years ago when I first started with them, 2011 to 15. You got to judge a coach the years they don't have talent. And you try to see what did they do. And I think that's the thing, reason why I think Trisha and Ed got a lot of respect. There was years where, oh, you're losing all this talent or a star player goes down with an injury. Oh, you guys are going to be out of it. You're going to be out of it. And then the coach, you know, finds a way, you know, either with lineups or probably even inspiration to get the best out of their players to achieve more. And those are the years that you judge the coach. Like one year I know, Sticks out to me, 96, when I was an eighth grader, you know. St. John's, it went through a run before then between almost 90, yeah, pretty much between 91 and 95, where his team was full of nothing but D1 athletes. And they were starting to win. They were getting down to the state. They got to the state championship game in 93, 94, I think they got upset. 95, I think they got upset too. Um, But they had guys that, were hella bat basketball players. and then Sean Coleman went on to um, Ohio State. They had um, John Larinaga, Jay Larinaga was his son. Went on to BG. He coaches. He was with the Celtics, but I don't think he's with the Celtics anymore. Um, but when the Sean graduated, everyone said, "Oh, St. John's is out of it. They're not that good." Blah 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 blah. Well, that next year, that team went down to the states. Yeah, state championship game and ended up losing. I think the Cincinnati LaSalle, I believe. Um, but. It showed you that, you know, not all the time does the coach have the talent that they get the wins. He proved that, you know, if I have a little bit of something, I can do something with it. And that's how you judge coaches. Because, like I said, there's some bad there's some bad coaches out there that get wins. And it's one or two reasons. Either the talent is immensely better than everybody else so you're getting wins. Or you got a pretty decent team, but you're scheduling the cupcakes. Uh, yeah. I... And I mean, kind of like going back to what I said with Monroe, I thought their rec- they're, they were better than their record showed. Because first time mm-hmm. I watched them, they were playing an undefeated state-ranked Riverview team in the Airport Holiday Showcase, mm-hmm. and then they just came they just came out out were hitting shots, hots. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there the whole time. I'm like, this there is no way that this team came in here winless. They were winless. Yeah, but before they came in, well, they were playing Riverview, you, but of course, and they ended up beating them by twenty points. And I'm, and I just taught, I just, I just, and I said to Larry Middleton, I'm like, man, that was, man, that was impressive. And he said, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, and I even talked, I was talking to Kevin Henry, 
he was one of their assist, used to be one of their assistant coaches. And he's like, he's like, would you have expected this? He's like, he's like, no, I wouldn't. I never would have expected this. But I mean, they they did a phenomenal job that game. I mean, the thing is, they is I, I give Larry a lot of credit. I mean, he gets he gets his guys to play hard all the time. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get. They're do gonna do get, they have? Are they try hard guys? Well, they got some decent guys. Obviously, Gabe Sweat, their point guard, he's going to be playing at Concordia next year. He's been he's basically been a three year starter for them. Um, um, but I mean, they lost uh, they lost some good seniors. They lost Xander Middleton. They lost um, Andrew McCarthy. I mean, they they've got some other guys too who are pretty solid. Lucas Johnson, um, Logan Frank is kind of like their Vinny Johnson. Uh-huh. Comes <laughs> off the bench and he's a good shooter. You said Vinny. I mean, a lot of people don't know who Vinny is. You know the Vinny, microwave. I know who he is. Yeah. But you know that dude's almost like 70 years old. Well, I just. Uh, I think he's 66. Yeah, well, I mean, I just kind of. That's what I kind of think of how, how Logan and Frank is for them. He, uh-huh. I mean, he, gives a, he basically gives them a spark off the bench. And then they got. And then Drew Sisney, who's playing center for them, three sport athlete. Mm-hmm. And he plays. Pretty He's a solid football player and a decent baseball uh-huh. player as well. And they got a, I mean, the rest of the team, who knows what it's going to do. I know they got a, one freshman on varsity, Tanner uh-huh. Collette, who's their backup center. And and then I think down, down the line, who, line I think next year they'll have this Colin Steele kid who's on JV. He's uh-huh. a really good shooter. Uh-huh. Her, and then it's just kind of, and then who I, and then their freshman team, who I, it's a little bit early to tell, but, but fun fact: their freshman team is coached by a former Rocket. Give me a hint. Was a football player. A football player. Yes, former football player here at Toledo. Recently? No, uh, no, you got to go back. Well, how far back? Not seem in the eighties. No, probably. I want to say probably the Gary Pinkley years, maybe. <laughs> the early nineties. Uh, yeah, maybe a little, a little after that. Frank, that's 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 gonna be difficult. I'll give you a hint. He uh, had uh, cups of coffee with a few NFC teams. Chester Taylor. Nope. Actually, hey, you said well, a cup of coffee. He's he, he he's a Monroe High School graduate. Mm, I don't know. Carl Ford. Oh, receiver. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's my age. Yeah, yeah. Because when I saw that he was there, I remember looking at their roster and I saw the name Carl Ford. I was like, I wonder if that's the same Carl Ford. And I I asked him, as a, I walked up to him, I said, are you the same Carl Ford who played at Toledo? And uh, he's like, yes, I am. Mm, he's, nice. a, he's a good guy. Right, right, right. Um, Why is he coaching basketball? I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe he's just giving back to his alma mater. Mm-hmm. Okay, is he and freshman? Is he a good coach? Uh, I'd say he's decent. Mm-hmm. And I know. I mean, I couldn't really tell you too much about their freshman team. They had probably a couple of players who were good, mm-hmm. but I mean, our fre- <clears throat> our fr- our freshman team of Bedford is absolutely loaded. Because I mean, this freshman class we have is stacked. Obviously, I told you about Carson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ish Hockey is another one who's up on JV. Ish Hockey. That's a nice one. Yeah. That's a nice one. He's a, he's never seen a shot that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Like, but we've got we've got him basically as a five quarter guy for varsity. Mm-hmm. He um, there's a couple other freshmen too that are on J, up on JV. Nick Coberle who mm-hmm. can play multiple positions. Right. Jason Snyder is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our freshman team has um, Peyton Sheaves has been getting buckets down there. Mm-hmm. He's been up on JV a couple times and right. uh, has gotten in late. And uh, Trent Smithson ended up leading the scoring in the freshman game. So I mean, I I think the future's bright for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just the kids kids have bought in, but they got to be willing to keep putting in the work. Right. Anything else? Well, I will say, second half of the season starts on Tuesday for us, and it starts with the road swing from hell. Why is it the road swing from hell? Here's who we have. We're on the road at Ipsy Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Then we're on the road at Celine. But this is an Ipsy Lincoln with like Imani Bates on it. Uh, well, no, this yeah, this Ipsy Lincoln team is nowhere near as talented. And the thing is, they lost a lot of seniors from last year, so they're pretty young. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they're gonna they're gonna press the hell out of you, right? You know, they get they get up in you like press Virginia, yeah. Well, the thing, well, the thing is, we've been able to handle press better. I mean, Ann Arbor Huron, they ran two-two-one against us. We didn't. We were able to handle it fine. The problem is, we turned it. We would turn it over in our end. So basically, but usually the two-two-one is used to kind of slow you up and kind of get you in the half court to where they start trapping you. Over yeah, it's basically court. once you got it over half court, that's where we started having turnover problems. Mm-hmm. And then Skyline kind of ran a zone press and. That was a bad. That was a bad idea because they were following us too much, and we ended up hitting our free throws. In a zone press, yeah. Hmm. With a zone press, you zone were press just ba- shouldn't, shouldn't be fouling. Well, uh, there's the one two 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 one. There's the diamond. Yeah, one, I think two, it was one, a one. One. I think it was like a, they almost ran a one one two two, who mm-hmm. extended. Mm-hmm. And they extended their one three one mm-hmm. mostly because they have a lot of length. Yep, Lance is usually one three. Uh, Bill does a two one two. Full court press. Yeah. It looks like a 2 3, but it's really a 2 1 2 with Victoria in the middle. Yeah. So, I mean, we I think we'll rail the handle. And plus, Lincoln, well, it just seems to have, when we've played there, they seem to have, first time we play there, they just seem to have really tight rims. Yeah, that happens sometimes. You go over to the place and it just got them tight rims. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the last time we played there, we got smacked, but to be fair, Andrew was injured. Mm-hmm. Griffin was injured. So mm-hmm. we were. But then, of course, once we had them at full strength, uh, we played Lincoln at our place and ended up getting a win. So mm, nice. I think it's a it's a game we can win, but we've got to we've just got to keep it up. And the real fun is when we get to go to Celine on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a doozy because I'm going to I'll tell you right now. Celine's got this freshman point guard, Jake Sanderson. Mm-hmm. His dad is a strength and conditioning coach for U of M basketball. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he had 39 points in a win over Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And that was Chelsea's first loss of the year. And that was a pretty damn good Chelsea team that they beat. Wow. That's nice right there. So, And plus, uh, that plus, Celine, full gym. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is gonna be a madhouse? Really? Why? Because oh, yeah. it's gonna be. Is Celine pretty good? But Celine has a nice gym. Yeah, oh, it is. 
Is and they're 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 very solid. They've got besides Sanderson, they got a couple other her her guys too. Dylan Messman, who's getting looked at for football at the Division One level. Mm-hmm. Garrett Baldwin's another guy who played football, but they but they've lost they lost some good guys from last year. Cooper Fairman, mm-hmm. uh, Brayden Larusso, Romeo Love. So it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one. I know. Hunt Forrest, especially since uh, at Bedford, Celine is looked at as a rival. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we don't Not like... that your rival was Monroe. Well, see, that's basically because it's more geographic. Mm-hmm. Celine, thing is, uh, they're they're basically able to kind of tap into the Ann Arbor area a little bit mm-hmm. because their their campus is very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've had. Some uh, um, uh, sons uh, and daughters of Mich- of Michigan coaches come through their schools. Mm-hmm. Oh, the thing. So maybe that's why they're looked at, and it's kind of a little bit. They seem to get a lot more financial backing as well from boosters, and there's there's a few other things I won't really go into too much detail. Mm-hmm. So, so it's basically any time. We play Celine. It's always SWAT Celine. Mm-hmm. SWAT Celine. They're the Hornets. Uh, okay. <laughs> and especially since uh, Bedford beat them in mm-hmm. football this season at their place. That's the other thing too. I know Celine's student section is going to mm-hmm. be. Uh, it's going to be a madhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially since uh, Tommy Huss uh, had a few meetings with uh, CJ Carr. Are in the backfield of the football game. Wow. Okay. So it's gonna be that's gonna be a tough foot for us. After that, once we get into February, we've got actually end January with a road trip to Dexter. Here in Dexter's kind of struggled, which I've, I'm a little bit surprised at because they've got they've they've got some talent there and they're couple, they're very well coached. Couple more minutes. And then we end it with. Uh, the road swing with a road trip to Pioneer. Mm-hmm. The last two teams we've only beaten by two points each time. But the thing is, I think we're a lot better than well, we've gotten much better than those two games. Mm-hmm. So I think we can we can get through it, but you know, we gotta be ready to play. And I'll just end by saying we are on to Lincoln. So good luck. Um any notable teams in Michigan we gotta watch out for or no? Uh well, I know that uh, next. I know that next Friday uh, is Monroe County's uh, version of Tobacco Road between Dundee and Ida mm-hmm. at Dundee. Ooh, Dundee and Ida. When's that game? That's going to be on the. That's going to be next Friday. Next Friday when we're at Celine, I had to. Well, the funny thing was, uh, Rob Layton. Because Bowling used to coach at Dundee. Yeah. Right? Well, well, the thing is, Rob Layton and his son Ethan, mm-hmm. and who they came watched us play. They were, they were asking if uh, they were told, it's like, hey, they say, hey, Frank, you know that uh, we play Ida? I'm like, oh, we got, I'm like, sorry, I got to be up at Celine that night. Oh, but that's the big one right there. I'll check that out, see what Ty and them. I think it's on the NFH, NFHS network or yeah. something like that. But it'll be, it'll be at Dundee and, yeah, because Ida won the first meeting at Ida. Oh, that was earlier, right? Yeah, in December. Mm hmm. I mean, there's a, there'll be a couple players to watch. I mean, Ida, you know about Tyler Robertson, mm-hmm. Dundee, and watch Braden Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Or he he gets buckets. Nice. And he can and he's got some ups too. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm keeping an eye, keep an eye on uh, those mm. guys. So that'll conclude it for my high school basketball recap. I'm actually going to watch Ida today play at Whiteford. Mm. I'm meeting up with uh, Coach Hubbard. Nice. Okay. Well, thanks, Frank. I don't know where David's at, but we're going to move on and talk a little NFL. Yeah. Divisional better. series. Yeah, recap uh, Recap wild card week. Uh, look at the uh, divisional round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talk about uh, have we seen the last of somebody somewhere and should another coach have been fired, but somebody else ended up dining on the bullet? Mm. Is that in college football? Or no, this is in uh, NFL. This is NFL. All right. Well, we're going to return. Frank will have the T with what he thought. What coach took the bullet for another coach? Hmm. Interesting. And we'll talk a little bit about Wild Card Weekend. It was very wild. And we're looking at the divisional series. Listen to 88.3. Also, a quick shout out to my uh, friend Cody Stansfield who's tuned in. Graduated high school with him. What do you say? It was he wants the bet. So somebody's that, telling us to get a parlay. Happy Saturday. And mm. he feels like he's a regular here. And he also kind of making a comment about college hoops. Mm-hmm. Saying how much the Big Ten's a logjam. How much of what? The Big Ten's a logjam for second to sixth place because Purdue is uh Purdue, the- Purdue, Michigan State on Monday was a classic. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. I mean, I didn't get wasn't able to watch it because I got I got out of work early enough and then I had to go announce uh, girls basketball. Mm, you missed a good one though. Yeah. Okay. Well, once again, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we return, talk a little NFL. Or hopefully, David calls in. We'll be back after this. 